Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Oddity Files, the podcast. Why, I'm Kitsy Duncan. Oh, and I'm as I'm disappearing into my Zoom background, I'm Nick Floyd. <laughs> you never told me you were a superhero or had a cloak of invisibility. Because either way, so fucking cool and I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish that was the case. Zoom makes me feel like I have actual superpowers, but I do not and never will. Because I am but a mortal. Eh, we still are not 100% sure what these COVID shots are going to do to us. I am hoping to become a mutant. So if that happens, yay! Let it happen. Let it happen. I'm waiting for that first, like, imagine that that secondary thing. Like, we dealt with the pandemic and we were, like, ready for anything. And then come November, December, one person sprouts, like a new limb or appendage out of another part of their body. And then we just have this like a mutant uh, David Cronenberg type outbreak world that we're living in. From your mouth to the divine one's ears. <laughs> just saying, just saying. What would you choose if you had the choice between invisibility, telepathy, or super speed? What would you choose? Mm. Probably super speed because the other two would give me too much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd go for invisibility. I, I don't want in other people's heads. Hell no. Um, sometimes the ghosts are a little bit too much. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I feel like invisibility with with tele- telepathy, the anxiety of hearing people's thoughts would be enough for me. But then being invisible, the anxiety of the guilt of the things that you might or might not see, whether it's on accident or on purpose, you know, to each their own, I would just be rid- riddled with, with guilt of being invisible. Yeah. Oh, no, God, not me. I'm a people watcher. Always have been. Chris and I go- used to go out to clubs and we just 
I mean, he didn't dance. So we just sit there and people watching. Oh, my God. Do you see what she's wearing? And oh, my God. Can, can you believe those two are still together? You know, that kind of. That was amazing. I th- and if I would able to be walk up and hear what that couple is talking about, that would be awesome. <laughs> still hoping I get to be a good enough witch to where I can just make myself invisible. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of witches, this is the only time I think of recent uh, of late that a segue is going to work. I am obsessed <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with uh, the new Netflix show Shadow and Bone about magic and which they're, they're Grishas, but they're basically like witches. And it's this like oh. YA fantasy. Sh- it is fantastic. And I am very obsessed with it right now. Oh, cool. I saw the advertisement for it. I was watching <laughs> some murder, you know, thing Typical. on Netflix the other day. And it was up there. So I'm like, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to watch the trailer because I just want to figure out what happened with these two guys that allegedly killed the other guy's parents. So, I mean, that was where I was really at. That show pissed me off. Which one was and that it was one? called Murder Tapes or Confessions. Something about confessions. Mm. Those poor kids. I'm telling you. I know it's a documentary and they make you think the way they want you to think with most documentaries. But... Those poor children. Canada laws is Mr. Big Law is a piece of shit. And I just think they should go free. Okay. If that's enough true crime. Speaking of cool stuff in shows we're watching, though, there's a... Nick, you're going to know the name of this because I can't remember. I, I just happened to start watching it because Chris was watching it. It's on HBO Max. It has to do with X-Men in like an asylum. New Mutants? Yes. Oh. Have you have you seen it? No, I heard it was terrible. <laughs> I mean it 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 wasn't great, but these monsters that this one girl would bring to life that was in there. She's actually the girl who play who is the main character in the Queen's Gambit. I fucking love oh, her. Yeah. She's so gorgeous. So they remind me of of what a rake or a grown-up uh, Dover demon would look like. Like the long fingers and the, the no-eyed and face. The, and the teeth. All the teeth. And they're, like, covered in fucking tattoos. They were terrifying. But the whole time I'm thinking, this is what happens when the Dover demon grows up. Gets too many tattoos. He goes to the X-Men Asylum and tries to kill these poor children. <laughs> Spoilers. I feel like... It, and. and- uh, if you don't know the story, the the path of the New Mutants production and release date is probably far more interesting than the actual movie. They, I mean, it got delayed like eleven times. People did. Oh wow! Disney was like, because it was right when Disney bought Fox, and so they're like, well, Disney's not going to release this movie. But then Disney's like, we are going to release this movie. And then they picked the height of the pandemic to release the movie. Um, it was like, or it was like. I want to say April of last year when movie theaters were very much so dead and dying. And they're like, now we're going to release it and no one will get to see it. Uh, hopefully. And they didn't. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a Disney and it's out on HBO max. Yeah. 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 HBO max, I guess struck a struck the X-Men part of the X-Men deal with Fox late in the game. Um, and they, and they wound up getting it. Cause I guess it's too, it's too, uh, 
it's not R-rated, but it's too R-rated for Disney Plus. So they're like, oh, well, I guess oh, it was know. scary. Yeah, yeah. There's a demon bear. Not gonna lie. Oh, I enjoyed shit. it. I think I started watching it about halfway through because I was napping on the couch. But what I signed, I mean, the girl who plays Arya Stark is amazing and adorable, and I love her. And the, the cast was good. So I, I, I'm not going to go, eh, eh. X-Men is, is very middle ground for me, except for, like, the first three, when it was actually Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything after that, I'm just like, eh, okay, whatevs. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to get all the Games of Thrones kids the games of thrones the x-men the games of the 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 games of the thrones children yep for sure um what else do i got going on here oh we made a uh a group for the paranormal crossroad fans it's called px roadies we've got a a little poll up there because we've got a lot of stuff and things going on that i can't really talk about with the show but we need to know some things on oh. all y'all's parts. So if you guys could head on over there and join that, I would appreciate it. My dogs are shedding, and I think I have dogs' hair in my mouth. It's oh. that time of year. Yeah, springtime. Uh, even though it's like snowing where you are. So. <laughs> Not anymore. It's like eighty degrees today. The no earth. Everybody's sick. The earth is melting. Literally. Absolutely. Anything new and exciting going on with you other than the new show that I now can't wait to check out? Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Uh, Also, another segue, speaking of melting, uh, this is going to be a long stretch of a segue, but uh, (laughs) this podcast is is a week late. My birthday, my 30th birthday is on Sunday, and my sister uh, sent me a gift early. And uh, it's a little, if you on the Patreon, you'll be able to see, but it's a little. Is that the flocked one? No, it's the Bigfoot with the marshmallows. I oh, completely, snap. Every, oh, there we go. There it is. Maybe. Oh, oh, oh. there we go. There it is. Oh, so my God. That's so cool. It's the Bigfoot uh, Funko limited edition glow in the dark Bigfoot walk and holding a marshmallow on a stick on fire. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, so it was a, a a super fun gift, but also a reminder to everyone listening to this podcast that even my family members know of my deep, deep obsession. So, well, I'm gonna segue this with a happy birthday <laughs> to you, <laughs> happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Nick Floyd, happy birthday to you. It's all downhill from here, sir. You're oh, I know. Twenties. I feel. Um, your I was texting somebody. So red. I, was te- I know. It's just like, oh, well, even over Zoom, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> but you're like my little Marilyn Monroe. It's so nice. I feel so loved. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no. She sings way better. It was way prettier. But uh, I was texting somebody today, and I was like, you know, I thought thirty is close. I'm a few days away, and I feel grumpier already. So, you know, it's, things are great. I don't know. I, <laughs> I got nothing. Misfortune Astrology, what you got, girl? Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. Can you say sexual tension? Sure you can. And that's good because Saturday will bring a ton of it. Venus in the last degree of Taurus is squaring Jupiter, also in the last degree of Aquarius. 
Venus is love and Jupiter is expansion. So far, so good. Both are benefic planets, which means that left to their own devices, they show up as positive influences 100% of the time. We're still batting a thousand. When they get together, their respective positivity is amplified. But the square is a tension aspect, and the last degree of every sign is considered a critical degree, where the strengths and weaknesses of the sign are on full display. There's a sense of urgency to the energy. Overall, this is a great influence. The only real risk with Jupiter intense aspect to anything is taking things too far. So just be mindful of limits, both yours and other people's. Any issues that this square brings should be short-lived because Venus moves into Gemini on Saturday night. Venus in Gemini lacks focus and wants to sample everything. Getting her to commit is a challenge, though she is friendly and very social here. Fittingly, it's a quick trip. Venus is only in Gemini until June 2nd. Tuesday the 11th brings the new moon at 21 degrees of Taurus. New moons are energetic beginnings. They're a time for setting intentions that we hope to manifest by the time the moon is full in the same sign approximately six months later. In Taurus, these intentions should be focused primarily on growing your resources. Taurus is a fertile sign that is ultimately concerned with survival. Search for an area of life where you feel like you are lacking something and resolve to create a surplus there like your very life depends on it. This particular new moon is conjunct Black Moon Lilith, which is the moon's apogee. That's a fancy word that means the moon is as far away from Earth as it can get. Lilith energy always stirs up trouble. She represents unbridled female sexuality. Her hobbies include demanding to experience pleasure, telling God to fuck right off and getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden as a result, terrorizing babies, and railing against the patriarchy. As Rick James famously sang, she ain't the kind you bring home to mother. Infusing her energy into your intentions is a bit tricky, but it's doable. Lilith is an outcast, and there's power in existing on the fringes once you've accepted your fate. We end the week with another lane change. Jupiter moves into Pisces on the 13th. Now, Jupiter just moved into Aquarius in December, so he absolutely flew through that sign. And he's not done with it. He will be back over the summer when he goes retrograde. For the next few months, however, Jupiter will be strong in Pisces, one of the signs that he rules. Paste those rose-colored glasses onto your faces, my friends, because this transit brings universal love and compassion by the truckload. It will be really easy to Pollyanna your way through just about everything with Jupiter and Pisces. Keep your wits about you and be vigilant about toxicity in all of its forms. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at Misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Thanks, Jess. You're amazing. I hope um, all is well with you in your world. Let me pull up. I do not have paranormal in the news today. However, friend of the show, both Nick and I know Nikki very well. Mm-hmm. She uh, she sent me an email this weekend and I was like, oh, God, what's wrong with Nikki? Because that headline, not the headline, the subject was... <laughs> nightmares so real so i figured we'd kind of go over what this poor woman went through this weekend she said hey i never really have any stories to tell but i had a very unnerving night last night and i wanted to share the strange happenings with you i was tossing and turning for most of the night then woke up properly at 3 30 a.m 
Same girl, same. And I love that you said properly because now everybody knows you're British. <laughs> I dozed off again only to start dreaming of a very unfamiliar environment. FYI, I dream every night and can always remember parts, if not all. I can also go back to some places in dreams on different nights, which I thought was very cool. Do you remember your dreams, Nick? Uh, it depends on uh, my level of anxiety and depression the day of uh, the, the dreams. Uh, that's a big factor. But there, mm-hmm. are, yeah, I used to when I was younger. And then as I got older and, and, and realized uh, my mental health <laughs> declined, I stopped having uh, vivid dreams every night. But I, yeah. when I have them, I have them. Like they are, I wake, there are sometimes I will wake up and think that it, I lived it, that it was a real thing that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's terrifying. I, oh, I yeah. don't remember my dreams very rarely. And if I do, I'm like, oh God, that must be a sign or something. <laughs> she said, anyway, my dream took a strange turn where I felt really uncomfortable There was a lady in a 50s, 60s style summer dress, and she kept asking me if I'd found Ned. Now, I used to look after a child called Ned, so my mind immediately conjured up his image. However, I doubt this had anything to do with him specifically, as I haven't seen him for nearly seven years. She continued to ask and mentioned that they'd call, that they'd be back in a day with more messages. She did say, More that I couldn't make sense of and now can't remember, but I do know what she said worried me. During this, I stirred a little and suddenly felt a weight on the bed behind me, as if someone was leaning on the bed. She makes it very clear that she lives alone, and a dark figure then laid over me with their shadowy face in mine. I attempted to scream, but nothing came out. Then I decided to hold my breath, But then they blew in my mouth, causing me to gasp. Then I started silently screaming the name Annie at it. In parentheses, I don't know an Annie, although it was my grandmother's middle name and mine is Anne. The figure disappeared as I became more agitated and I immediately went back to the original dream with the strange lady. I woke not long after feeling incredibly uncomfortable This was now about 5.30 a.m. I turned on my lamp and cracked the curtains a bit and lay there attempting to make sense of it all. Like I say, I dream every night, but this felt very different from a dream. Like I really had to listen to the lady as if she were warning me. The weight in the shadow figure felt so incredibly real. I was scared, but also felt again that it was trying to warn me of something. Writing it down seems very quick, but at the time... I felt like I was go- it was going on forever. I'm pretty shook up and have been trying to make sense of it all day, hence why I'm writing to you to try to make some rational sense. Anyway, I'll keep you posted if anything else comes of it. Stay weird. Much love, Nikki. And I immediately responded because, again, she's a friend of ours and I didn't want her to worry, especially about the shadow figure and the not being able to move. And I said, look up sleep paralysis that's probably i said i can't tell you anything about the lady giving you all this information but the other thing is absolutely 100 percent sleep paralysis and she actually got on the facebook fan group and was like 
I guess she did some research. She's like, oh, my God, has anybody else had this? And she posted like a meme with, you know, a shadow figure over a lady sleeping. So sleep paralysis is a lot of people think it's more than it actually is. So I, I feel like it, every once in a while I should kind of go over it again. Um, I've had it happen two or three times. Uh, I think three. Have you, Nick? Um, I don't. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll explain more on that after your thought. Okay. And mine was just, I I was awake, but I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I could see everything that was going on in the room. I didn't get the shadow figure or, felt, or uh, the impression that something was holding me down. However, that is something that happens to some people because their brain is trying to make sense of what's actually happening to them. So your brain will throw that, because you're kind of in... What it is, is your brain is awake, but your body is not. So your brain is trying to make sense of why you can't move. It's fucking terrifying whether you have something standing over you or not. It feels like it's hours and hours. The last time it happened, um, I was in Chris's study with him. He was working on something on the computer. And I'm trying so hard just because I knew... I knew it was sleep paralysis while it was happening. And I was just trying to say, Chris, wake me up. Just wait. Because it was, it's just horrible. Absolutely horrible. So yes, please, if you've ever had any situation uh, that's listed uh, that Nikki said that I said or that Nick is about to say, please look up sleep paralysis. It has nothing to do with the paranormal um, it's just your brain trying to make sense of a weird ass situation. And I hand the floor over to Nick. Well, and I think too, sleep paralysis is you have it when you're in, uh, the deepest point of REM sleep, I believe. So when you are, you are basically at the deepest point of your sleep cycle and you wake up and your body is basically, you're living in a dream essentially so you are right. you are up you're moving uh but you're still in that dream state which is why a lot of there's a lot of manifestation of figures and things like that because you're basically like living you're opening your eyes in your real world it's like the way i, I describe it when i talk to people is it's like the I, I know it's not done as much anymore but it's like uh the snapchat filters where you have the dancing hot dog that's in your room yeah. with you it's basically like an a, like an alternate reality filter, like an AR filter, where it's your real world, it's there, but you're projecting this dream world inside of the real world. It's very uh, inception-y. But one thing that often isn't talked about is vivid dreamers, like Nikki uh, and other friends of mine, Shadow figures are very common uh, because often when we see people in our dreams, uh, sometimes they don't have a face. Uh, sometimes we can see a face, but they're very blurry. And sometimes they're just figures that we never truly see what they are because it's like our brain, our minds, especially that deep in, in, in REM sleep, uh, which I'm, I could be screwing up as far as the sleep cycles go. Um it's like a video game. You're just not necessarily, your brain's not piecing. There's too many factors. It's this person's face, but this person's body. And there's too many options for your mind. And so it just creates this figure 
So you really yeah. don't ever see what it is. But what can happen for me personally and for other friends that I've talked to who we are on the same wavelength about this, which really opened my eyes, is that you in your dreams can go back to a place. So there's a dream that I had a couple weeks ago. Um, and I've only heard this from people who, who, if you ask them, do you remember your dreams or do you dream frequently? And the answer is yes and yes. If people don't, I've never heard this from anybody else who, you know, either A, occasionally remembers their dreams or B, just doesn't dream and or remember their dreams ever. But we often imagine ourselves starting in a place that we remember fondly or uh, that we remember vividly. And then that's the space that we stay in. And while it might feel like we leave that space, we either return to that space or we never truly leave that space. So there is a world, a realm of possibility that not taking away from Nikki's personal experiences that she feels like she's going through, there is a possibility that is not talked about often enough that even waking up, you were still in a dream. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But that moment of you waking up, you are still dreaming that you were waking up. Okay. Uh, in her specific situation. In her, in, her, in her specific situation. I have had, uh, there, it was probably a couple months ago, I had a, I had a dream that uh, I woke up. The morning started like every morning. I woke up, got my uh, you know, shirt, pants, shoes on, went to work at my desk in my house, work from home. Everything was very real. It was like I woke up, did it, did this thing. Um, and then there was an asteroid that was going to hit the earth and everything was chaos and everyone was crying and it was terrible and it was, it was an awful dream. Um, and it got to the point where the dream ended. I got in bed. It was like zero hour. We were all about to die and I went to sleep and then woke up. And I, when in that moment that I woke up, I thought that it was, I, I woke up still thinking that this was a thing that was going to happen. And this oh, was the fuck. last moment on earth. That's terrifying. It's horrific. And it's never a pleasant dream. Like these moments that happen, these little, these little dream pockets, it's usually never a pleasant thing. It's never like you're sharing this moment with someone who you've longed to speak to, or you haven't talked to in a long time. Your brain is not creating that um, alternate reality where you're, conversating with someone who may be deceased who uh you're spending time with someone you haven't seen in a long time you're fulfilling that fantasy that you might have had um oftentimes i personally find that it's it's horrific things that i would never want to live or things that just don't make a lot of sense at all but they're yeah. grounded in reality wow so that's also an option Again, it's crazy. Not a lot of people are talking about it. You're probably not going to find a lot of stuff on Google about it. But from personal but, experiences yeah. and conversations with multiple others, this is an option. Wow. You know, the dreams I do remember, it's always I'm, I'm either. So we lived in Omaha, Nebraska when I was like between 9 and 11. And I go back to Omaha and I'm stuck in this this neighborhood that, that we lived in at the time trying to find my old house and I can never, ever fucking find it. There's, I still have the, the, um, high school locker combination dream. 
I'm like, if I could just remember my combination, I could get in this locker and it's fine. I've even gone to the office to get the, the combination. I still can't get it. And now it's just the point where it's just a task I cannot seem to complete always. It's not nightmares, but some to me, this is worse. I am a get shit done kind of girl. <laughs> so th- those are the dreams I remember. Sometimes I have like deja vu moments where I'm like, oh, this this happened in my dream last night. But I think something good happens after it. And then, you know, like nothing substantial happens in real life. So, yeah. I think that's why I stopped remembering my dreams because I was always so fucking stressed out when I woke up. And that's usually how it starts. I mean, when I was younger, I had a I had a, the same dream for three weeks, uh, and it was a very twisted dream. I was a teenager; it was a very very twisted dream that I won't go super into detail on because it was it, it was yeah. Uh, but it was like it started for like three or four nights. I was in one room and every door led back to that room. Every door led to that room. And then finally one night I got through the door and it led to the woods and I would walk to the woods and find the same thing in the woods over and over and over and over and over again for, for days and days and days. And then finally after two weeks of having the same dream, it was to the point where I was, I didn't want to sleep because I knew I was like, I'm going to go back to this place and I'm going to be trapped. And this is yeah. it. Uh, and then finally, there was a, a resolution to the dream, and I never had the dream again. Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, it's it's great. The, the thing that I can recommend is if it, if it, if it's affecting you emotionally, physically, if you're exhausted from not sleeping and you're having this, one thing that I've often um, collectively figured out from from other folks who've had this. I mean, I. I will often have dreams, very realistic dreams that I like cease to exist, whether it be death or just am non-existent anymore. Oh shit! Um, and it's I can I feel, I'm I'm sound asleep, and I might be a little tired in the morning, but I genuinely like I I can I feel like I'm emoting while I'm having these dreams, and so they're never pleasant because in these dreams I feel emotion, and I I don't I I really don't. I just feel like I do. Um, So you trick your brain. Um, Either you can imagine a place that makes you happy or brings you joy, uh, whether it be a beach, whether it be New York City, and you you hear, you smell, you can taste these things. It's like this, it's mindfulness while you're dreaming, which is a crazy concept. And if that doesn't work, um, use something to uh, trigger your senses. So that be a... uh, you know, a YouTube clip you can pop in your earbuds, um, something you can turn on your TV to actually put you there, uh, to help ease you there. And then that dream will hopefully find itself out of the, out of your dream world. Oh, wow. Wow. It's, I am the kind of person where if it's a nightmare, like somebody's going to kill me or kill my children or something like that. I can, I'm, I'm like, Bitch, you're dreaming. Wake up. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank God that's over. It didn't get to the bad part. But these, they're just so real and I'm so stressed out. And I don't know. And, and it's just every once in a while. I don't Unless I just am having them every night and don't know. I don't know. I got, We got to tell some stories. But yes. wow, that was, that was super interesting. I never thought about, you know, adding you know, outside stimulation to make sure you don't have that dream anymore. Yeah. It's the way to do it. And also the last piece of advice, it's like listening to a song. If you have a song stuck in your head, do not listen to the song. 
Let it leave your mind. It will leave naturally. If, uh, shit, I was going, oh, yes, I, I, sorry, I like completely went off my, my mind, completely left where I was. If, if you're having this dream and you're curious, talk to people who aren't dream experts. Because the moment you start researching and digging into your own dreams, you get more into your own head and start yeah. picking them apart. And it's going to potentially help them, sure, but also make them worse. So, yeah. Talk talk to your friends about your dreams. People enjoy talking about it. It's totally fine unless it's something very personal to you. And then talk to close friends or family. But the moment you start like web MDing your dreams, it's Literally. just gonna it's yeah. you're gonna psychoanalyze yourself, and that's the last thing you want to do when you're having those yeah. kinds of dreams. That's so. kind of my goal for the rest of my life is to get out of my own fucking head because it's scary in there. Be more present. Guys, this is our advice to you. Be <laughs> more present. Let go of all the bullshit. Breathe in the good shit. Let go of the bullshit. <laughs> that is the new Zen Kitsy mode right there. Do Tell you me a story. any chance know who goes first? You is do. Me? You okay. do. Yay. So... Um, I decided I wanted to do a case of a haunted doll today. So I just searched Ooh. haunted doll. And then I came across a doll that's allegedly cursed. And I was here for it. So there's a hinting of a little bit of tulpa. Nick might lose his mind a little bit in the story of how this story even came to be. Mm. And, you know, haunted. So I'm about to tell you the story of Harold the Cursed Doll. <gasps> And that story goes oh. a little something like this. You've never done Harold before on this podcast? I don't think so. Holy spokes. Yeah. I'm You're like, damn it, I'd have done that. Um, in 2003, an aspiring young filmmaker put a composition doll he claimed was haunted up for auction on eBay. The listing became the subject of websites, articles, and discussions around the world. As you know, Nick loves when that happens. <laughs> um, the doll was even discussed on Art Bell's Coast to Coast radio show. A video was shown in which the doll's arm supposedly moved. Did I look up said video? No. Oh, um, it's great. As well, is it? It's just like this. <laughs> So it was fishing wires. Yeah, saying. it just it was a very quick like up and down. <laughs> and as well as its mouth said a word here or Harold, according to Greg, who is said filmmaker. So Harold became the doll's name and it stuck. Uh, Greg did all of his hoping he would get thirty to forty bucks for a doll he thought would sell for nine dollars on eBay. So when the auction ended, the winning bid was around $700, but the winning bidder failed to pay for the doll, and Greg relisted it. So soon, a family friend, Kelly, was bidding on the doll, and Greg flat out told her, look, it was a complete hoax. Um, I made it up. I was trying to make a little bit of money off this doll. She didn't care. She figured she'd sit on it. And flip it a few months later and make a killing on the auction site. So she ended up keeping it, however, for a full year. And in her words, from the actual eBay listing, here's what went down. I am the person who bought the doll from Greg. I was living in Ireland at the time, 
The doll did not move on its own or smell of pampers or speak. It did, however, contribute to two deaths within a six-month period and some other creepy stuff while I had it because I wanted to restore it. And some other creepy that That's not good writing. Anyway. People better died. Better than a haunted guitar. And it also started my car on its own. It was creepy. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, she went on to say, this doll was cursed. And while I had it, in all caps, it says two people I knew died within six months of each other under tragic circumstances. And crazy stuff used to happen in my Dublin home. When I wrapped it up and put it away, nothing happened. When it was in the house and not in the storage shed, creepy things would happen. We had a roommate who was a health nut, climbed mountains, dove, was a very athletic guy. Harold was stored in the closet in his room. Uh-oh. Three months after moving in, Stephen was diagnosed with lung cancer and died a few weeks later. He had to move in with us because Ronnie, the woman who he was living with, asked to see the doll one day when she was at my house the weekend before she went to Amsterdam for a visit. While in Amsterdam, she fell down a flight of stairs and died instantly. Also, one day I heard a crash coming from the bathroom. I went in there only to find that everything had fallen out of the linen closet. I, oh, oh, what? And hey. this is what's so creepy about everything falling out of the linen closet. And everything landed perfectly folded and stacked. Okay, you've got people dying. And then you've got laundry falling out of a closet. Do Her you priorities are out of control. Listen, I don't care if they happened out of order. You say... The creepy thing happened was that these things fell out of my cabinet and landed upside down. And then afterwards, someone fell down the stairs and died. And died. Much better. I mean, it's still terrible, but it's much better than saying (laughs) someone died and then some stuff fell out of a cabinet and landed upside right. (laughs) Writing 101, people. I mean, I don't consider myself a writer, but that's common sense. Uh, You are a published author, so maybe you should give yourself a little more credit. I lucked out. I'd rather talk to dead people on Amazon Prime. Enter (laughs) Anthony Quinata, who currently owns this troublesome toy. The following is directly from his website, HaroldTheHauntedDoll.com. Get get all ready here. I came across Kathy's auction and was buying a number of supposedly haunted items on eBay for a book I was planning on writing. My plan was to take the items I won and run EMF tests, EVP experiences, experiments, and have them read by a friend of mine who was also a psychometrist, which is a psychic who reads the energy of objects by holding them. And her name was April Palmer. I would then write about the results. After reading the Greg's original... Okay, where is that the from? After reading Greg's original listing and seeing the videos of the dolls, I literally laughed out loud. This is, don't ever call me an author again, because he's written like seven books, and I don't like the way he writes. <laughs> uh, he sounds very pretentious. Never want to be that guy. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> after reading the Greg's original listing and seeing the videos of the dolls, 
I literally laughed out loud. The listing had a reserve on it, so I placed what I considered to be a ridiculous bid on the doll, just to see what the reserve was. When I did, I barely triggered the reserve. Shortly afterward, I received an email. When did I become Moira Rose? Yeah. All of a sudden, it just happened. <laughs> um, I received an email from Kathy asking me why I wanted the doll. I thought her name was fucking Kelly. It's Kathy. Okay. Sorry. Kathy told me that it reflected what she paid for the doll. I wrote her back and wished her luck with selling it. She wrote another email to me saying, I don't think the doll is haunted. I do believe it's cursed. She told me, where did this accent come from? I don't know, but please keep it up. <laughs> she told me that she had put the doll up once before with the winning bidder failed to make payment after the auction ended. She went on to explain the strange mishaps that had happened to her while she owned the doll. Hopefully she got them in the correct order this time. She went so far as to say that two of her friends inexplicably inexplicably <laughs> died shortly after coming in contact with the doll. It was while we were emailing each other back and forth that I received a message from someone who called himself Strange Magic. He had outbid me for the doll, which was fine with me. Don't bother bidding anymore. I'll just outbid you. This doll is mine. Was it Zach Baggins? It was Zach Baggins, wasn't that? That son of a bitch. (laughs) Oh my God, you're probably right. Strange Magic. I see you. then... Um, what's his face? Whatever this guy's name is. Anthony. Anthony went on to say that that statement, however, got his testosterone going. It will probably end up to be yours, I thought to myself. But it's going to cost you. (laughs) His testosterone, was he basically saying he was rock hard at his keyboard trying to bid on this doll? You freak. (laughs) Like, what are you don't even understand this voice is so fitting i'm channeling him right now do you feel it it's, or maybe I'm, I'm channeling harold we don't even know i'm gonna what? hear it in my whatever vivid nightmare i have tonight i imagine it's gonna be like at this old lighthouse and i'm gonna walk in the lighthouse and this light's gonna like just pop on there's gonna be this like like elderly man with a hook hand rocking a rocking chair and he's gonna give me these like instructions and it's going to be in the voice that you're reading the story (laughs) do you want to play a game nicholas i've been waiting for you so uh he went on to say but it's going to cost you i decided i was going to bid up the doll and dump the auction on magic the bidding quote unquote war between us drove the price for the doll higher and higher. In the meantime, Kathy and I continued to email one another. <laughs> you were, you sound like Zach Galifianakis in Dinner for Schmucks when they go see him and he's the auditor. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> he's, a, he's like a telepath. He can read minds. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to go for that Moira Rose vibe. <laughs> Bebe! Um... God, I keep fucking up. Where'd I leave up? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> he, 
Kathy and I continued to email one another. I couldn't help but wonder if she was really telling me the truth about her experiences since owning the doll. <laughs> On the last day of the auction, with only four minutes left remaining in the auction, Magic placed a bid of $700. My bid came in at seven twenty. I waited for Magic to outbid me. And I waited. And I waited. The auction ended. And eBay informed me that I, I was the winner. God, our fans hate me so much right now. But I am having so much fucking fun. But also, Sorry. like, screw this guy 15 ways to Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Literally. You're I doing it you justice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. This guy's a joke. <laughs> Sorry. Kathy immediately emailed me and offered to let me out of paying. I'm really worried about you having this doll, she wrote me. I should have just thrown it in the ocean. I wrote back, a deal is a deal. A few weeks later, <laughs> I have not had anything to drink, I swear to God. I Okay. <laughs> this is going to be a 17 hour episode I'm so sorry It is I just like googled a picture of Harold Or Anthony Just to, to see if it mad the voice matches <laughs> it just makes Is it the, good? No not even close <laughs> Probably 20 years old Okay oh, A my few goodness. weeks later My mailman at the time Also named Greg In case you were curious Told me I have a monster for you today. Since I had been receiving so many packages from auctions I had won, I thought he was referring to a large haunted mirror I was expecting. When I saw the actual package that it had... <laughs> when I saw the actual package and that it had come from Ireland, I knew Harold had finally arrived. My first test on him was with my Trifield EMF meter. Nothing. Then I tried taking pictures to see if anything would show up other than the doll. Nope. <laughs> Finally, I did a recording hoping to catch an EVP. No such luck. My last test was to have it read by April. I put the doll back into the Dwayne Reed bag it was in. Really? <laughs> but after the, all the stories I had heard from Kathy, I decided it was better to be safe than sorry. <laughs> so I put a bottle of holy water and a crucifix into the bag with the doll as well. One cannot be too cautious, Nicholas. <laughs> when I took the doll to April for her reading, <laughs> I didn't tell her anything about it. But when I took it out of the bag, she asked, Is that Harold? <laughs> you know about Harold, I asked. Oh, my God. I was disappointed because I wanted her to do a clean reading. 
<laughs> it's like watching an episode of Drunk History. I feel like. I wish we could play get actors to play out the real the way this went down. I'm too far in to stop the you accent. You can't. No, you've already gone I too can't. far. I'm bawling over here. Oh my god. <clears throat> you know about Harold? I asked. I was disappointed because I wanted her to do a clean reading without any of the knowledge of the doll beforehand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said, he's been all over the internet. <laughs> I feel like the, you're painting a perfect picture of this relationship between these two human beings. And he's just like, <laughs> this guy who is like the quiet one in the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> God damn it. Just keep reading. (laughs) (laughs) My first impulse was to put the doll back in the bag, but I decided to have her do the reading anyway. I turned my digital recorder on and then took out the crucifix and holy water, which I splashed on Harold. April chuckled, took the doll in her hands, and began giving her impressions. Not two minutes later, she said, I'm sorry, Anthony. (laughs) I feel like impressions she was doing. Like, here's my Christopher Walken. Hey, I'm Christopher Walken. (laughs) I'm sorry, Anthony, but I can't do this anymore. Why? I asked her. Because the doll just threatened to kill me. This I have a awful. heart murmur, and it feels as though the spirit in this doll is squeezing my heart. This is off the rails. This cannot be a real story. Literally. Um, I don't know. This this is on his website. The Haunted Herald Doll Whatever dot com. Okay. <clears throat> this is like into parody at this point. Not just I because mean, of the way you're reading it, but because okay. this, the way that it's written is it has le- we have gone like the haunted doll in the filmmaker's possession was handled better than this stranger <laughs> acquired it uh, and you know i i just wrote this this morning so the story was fresh and just all of a sudden i came out with the voices so i i think it's bullshit too is pretty oh, much what i'm saying okay, okay so the doll threatens to kill april And um, disappointed and not really believing what April was telling me, I took the doll from her and put it back in its bag. I'm assuming he left the holy water and crucifix there because he did not mention it this time. Oh, okay. Minor detail, minor detail. It wasn't important as all the other unnecessary detail, like the mail person's name and the Dwayne Reed bag. Trying to get those sponsorships, you... (laughs) Later, when I listened to the recording, I was stunned at what I had heard as I was sprinkling the doll with holy water. Oh, he got more. We're good. Okay. I heard agonized screams. (laughs) Then I heard April chuckle chuckle and ask, why are you sprinkling it with holy water? A male voice responded, shut up, bitch. (laughs) 
that's in the story. I didn't add that. That was not my embellishment anyway. Okay. Then, as she was doing her reading, I heard, I'm going to kill you, bitch. It was after that. Go ahead. It's like Scary Terry from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I hope you get that reference. But I don't. I'm too fucking old. Meg. It's basically it is a satired version of Freddy Krueger, and every he's just running, chasing everyone around, and after every sentence, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you, bitch!" <laughs> like he just it's, it's all he says over and over. Again. Based on Harold the Haunted Doll. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It was after that I heard April explaining that she had felt as though the doll was trying to kill her. What followed was what I can only describe as an evil laugh. Maybe there's something really going... No, this is him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe there was really something going on with this doll, I thought, after listening to the recording several (laughs) times. A year later, I was convinced that there really was something going on, and it was dangerous. I saw people injured, literally, in front of my own eyes, in the presence of the doll. I myself had terrifying visions and an injury that required surgery to correct. In 2005, I decided to put it away in a storage unit. In May 2013, my friend LaShan posted a picture of a doll she saw at a flea market on Facebook and tagged me in it, saying it reminded her of Harold. People asked me about the doll. One woman who expressed her skepticism wrote to me the next day saying that Harold had, and I quote, visited, unquote, her that night. She wrote that the encounter was nothing short of terrifying. In September of 2013, LaShawn told me about a video on the YouTube in which Harold was number five in a series of videos about haunted dolls such as Annabelle and Robert the Doll. I checked it out and the number of views that video had suggested <laughs> that interest in the doll was still strong. But there was also a lot of misinformation about the doll and its whereabouts. So I decided to announce that I am the person who won the doll in 2004 and continued to own it to this day. I eventually took the doll back out of storage, deciding to pick up where I had left off. I brought it to a psychic who said she knew nothing about the doll. It's happy it's not locked up anymore, she told me. Oh, I need a voice. Hold on. It's happy she's not locked up anymore, (laughs) she told me. She did a second reading telling me how the spirit became trapped inside of the doll. More incidents of people harmed occurred not only to others, but to me personally. More people began telling me about how they were, quote, visited, unquote, by the spirit in the doll. Harold is pissed, a friend of mine told me. He told me he's angry that you've had him for so long and you haven't helped him. 
What is the truth behind what is going on with this doll? Is it haunted? Is it cursed? I am determined to find out. He wrote a book on it. Surprise! Hey! <clears throat> you can follow all this guy's shenanigans at Harold the Haunted Doll. Com. Don't tell him about my impersonation of him, though. I'm just saying. oh, he's got Thoughts. he's got a lot. He'll hunt. He'll find it. Are you kidding? I feel like that's what he he does in his free time. Is he's like Harold? Enter Google. Harold, enter latest I'm search. I'm just gonna put. I'm gonna put it in the description. Curse doll. Curse doll. <laughs> Listen, you know, all respect <laughs> to you, whatever. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. So So you had heard of this story before? Yeah, but I didn't hear the deep story. I knew of Harold the doll, but I didn't know this was the wild uh, journey that... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there really is no comment. After that performance by myself... (laughs) How can you even follow that up? Except... With these commercials. Or did you have something to say first? <laughs> I was just going to say, A++++ for the consistency of the uh, voice, accent, whatever it was. <laughs> I've always wanted to go full-on Moira. I'm not going to lie. I, I have a feeling that you <clears throat> are not the kind of person who sits around watching Shit's Creek. <laughs> but that was, it was not bad. It wasn't great by any means, but it was not bad. <laughs> That was a fantasy fulfilled. No, I mean, listen, if you're going to write a piece that's pure theater, then it needs to be read like pure theater. Because up until he got the doll, it was a fairly eerie and interesting story. Yeah. But the moment that she was, like, jacking up the price to sell it and things like that. I'm sorry, but if I had something haunted, uh, I wouldn't try to... My, my first thought wouldn't be, well, let's put it on eBay for a 15-day auction and see what's happening. I would be like, no, let's get that doll. Get it out of this house as soon as possible for free or burn it. You know, just saying. Zach Baggins would take it. In a minute. But, like, where are the tapes? Where are the tapes that he got on the digital? Are those on his website? I don't know. After reading that story, I was exhausted and I, I left. I don't blame you. But also, <laughs> all the things that happened... Besides the visit, these quote unquote visitations, I swear if someone came to him and was like, I had a, I had this thing last night that some a shadowy figure came to me. And then he's like, oh, it was Harold, wasn't it? And they're like, um, uh, mm, sure. He's like, ah, see, see, it was Harold. Ah, I feel like yeah. that's that piece. And then the fact that all the injuries and stuff happened within his circle. Right. That's just shit. That's just life. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, One. I, 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 Two, it, it, every single little story he told within that story was all about Anthony. It wasn't about Harold. It wasn't about Kathy. It wasn't about Greg, either of them, the mailman or the man who originally sold the doll. It was about Anthony. Yeah. It's, oh, there's a book trailer, Haunted Harold's official website. I just want to see. Yeah, Robert is cursed. Annabelle is possessed. Harold belongs to the devil himself. It doesn't, even from if that story was 100% legit. I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> I just can't understand. Okay, hauntedheralddoll.com. There's like, 
where's the audio, right? Like, no, you can buy his book though, right there. I don't want a book. I know. <laughs> I want, and there's like a link to lockdownparanormal.com. And if you go to lockdownparanormal.com, it says lockdownparanormal.com is parked free, courtesy of godaddy.com. <laughs> To buy this domain, please visit GoDaddy. I'm just like, come on, man. Get your shit together. Now, I mean, I will say I haven't aud- updated the Oddity Files up website in a hot minute. But everything's, I mean, it, it talks about the podcast and the shows and stuff and things. But That's fine. But this is a website that doesn't exist for a doll that is purely business for this guy. And he probably gave up on it when it wasn't hot shit anymore. So he was like, eh, whatever. Uh, I don't care anymore. Well, we'd be making it some hot shit again, hopefully. <laughs> Moira Rose style. Spitting straight Best. fire. You got a story? Yeah, as we pass the hour mark, absolutely. Fuck it. I don't even, there are, there's no rules. There are no rules. Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared.
extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Thankfully, my story is very short, probably the shortest I've had in quite a while. Um, but <laughs> I, I to- told you mine was long and then I decided to, you know, turn it into a, a radio drama. Yeah. Which is great. That's what everyone has laughing here for. fits. People have wanted this for a long time. They just didn't know it. Uh, all right. I'm going to tell a story before I stay on this much longer. And I'm going to tell it fast. So you better strap okay. in because this is a full uh, 180 from Harold the Doll. It's a great, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great winged beast with scales like a reptile and the wings and talons of a great bird. No, it's half bird, half wildcat with yellow and black stripes. No, it's a sable-eyed muskrat with a tuxedo front. No, it's a motherfucking snallygaster. What? That was a great mm. story, Nick. Thank, Thank you, you so That's much. it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. For years, the snallygaster lived only on the pages of folklore until 1909 when stories of the beast began to appear in newspapers. Encounters between local residents and the winged creature in February and March 1909 described it as having, quote, enormous wings, a long pointed bill, claws like steel hooks, and an eye in the center of its forehead. Whoa! It was a cyclops eagle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is a much cooler name. Uh, Absolutely. From Chernobyl. <laughs> further, it was said to make screeches like a locomotive whistle. This is kind of terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's the stuff. It's nightmare fuel, what the kids yeah. would call it. <laughs> a February 1909 article claimed that a man had been seized by the winged creature, which proceeded to sink its teeth into his jugular and drain the blood, the body of blood before dropping it along a hillside. 
Dear sto- God. <laughs> the story was carried prominently in Middletown, Maryland's Valley Register, and soon spread far and wide, so much so that the Smithsonian Institution offered a reward for the hide. And United States President and local crazy man Teddy Roosevelt reportedly considered postponing an international trip to personally hunt the beast. Oh, I love fucking Teddy Roosevelt. How did I not know this about him? Teddy is the boy who understood that cryptids exist. (laughs) Jimmy Carter believed in aliens, saw them, may or may not have been abducted by them. I need to do that story at some point. There are some presidents that are just way cooler than anybody ever knew. 100%. Teddy is one of them. Uh, Now let's fast forward a bit to a few years, uh, to, to several years later in the late 1920s and early 1930s. It caused a sensation in Frederick County, Maryland. Uh, area settlers had told stories already for hundreds of years of a beast that stole chickens and other small farm animals and was generally viewed as a pest by farmers in the regions, which is very different from the, the early 1900 stories that were told. Right. Many would paint symbols called hex signs on their barns in hopes of warding off the monster. The name Snallygaster is actually a mispronunciation of the term Schnellgeister, which is itself a corruption of the German term Schnellgeist, or quick spirit. Ooh. Mm. In Pennsylvania Dutch traditions, a quick spirit is responsible for mostly for things like sudden drafts knocking over lightweight house objects or scattering papers. This Don't took know. a turn. It really, did take a turn. Really hard turn. <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy, we got ghosts. We got eagle uh, uh, monster things. Gasters. <laughs> Gasters. For generations. Jugular. Go straight <laughs> for the jugular. <laughs> straight for the jugular. For generations, the story didn't change. No one ever saw the Snallygaster, but everyone assumed it was there. The monster's reappearance coincided, coincidentally, with Prohibition. Moonshiners in the forests and mountains of northern Maryland co-opted the old story in an effort to scare revenue agents away to explain the sounds like explosions and bending metal that came from their stills at night. Like Hulu's Sasquatch, available now. (laughs) I I knew you were going to go there. But that was brilliant. Very smart. Mm Mm-hmm. Accounts of thunderous explosions and loud screeching sounds began circulating with disturbing regularity. As the noises became more common, so did reports of a winged creature, this time with huge tentacles that would swoop down and snatch grown men up and drag them off into the night. Are these all the same cryptid? (laughs) This is all the same cryptid. This is just a, I'm telling you, it's a roller coaster of emotions, really. Uh, if bodies were found, they were said to be drained of blood and scorched. Now it breathes fire. Add it to the list. Check, please. Sure. <laughs> A local paper, the Middletown Valley Register, got on the case. Publishing detailed reports of the sightings, they painted a grim picture of the dangerous mountain regions of the area. It was decided that this new monster was the offspring of an egg that had been reported a generation prior. <laughs> Other papers jumped in on the act. The Baltimore Sun published articles, as did the Washington Post. As scrutiny increased, more pressure came to catch or photograph the Snallygaster. Supposedly, National Geographic was preparing an expedition to capture it on film. 
Oh, snap. Yeah, it was, it was like a, a, a... I was going to say pandemic, but that's the wrong word. It's, yeah, the, An epidemic. Uh, there yes, we go. Yes. That's the right word. It was a demic. It was a demic of some kind. Trying yeah. to avert a panic, the Baltimore Sun reported the Snallygaster's death in November 1932. A shadowy really? photo of the dead creature accompanied a questionable account of how it had drowned in a vat of whiskey mash on a ba- Baltimore County farm. You know, if I could choose how I go, <laughs> that that sounds pretty fucking pleasant. It does, doesn't it? By suspicious coincidence, the report stated that federal prohibition officers, quote, inadvertently blew up the whiskey still before the carcass could be examined. And yet another so-called, quote, coincidence, prohibition (laughs) ended just a short time later. And in the resulting celebration, the Snallygaster incident seemed but a foggy post-hangover delirium. So, beware if you venture out after dark and whatever you do, stay away from chicken coops and whiskey stills stills in Maryland. (laughs) Okay, if there's one, there's got to be more. Two, I like to say, you know, there's no such thing as a coincidence, but those were absolutely farther from that than it could ever be. That is a beautiful story, sir. Thank you. There is a, a photo that I will send to you. I will text you after we finish. It is a actual uh, scan or image from, I believe, a 1930s uh, newspaper okay. of the Snallygaster's reign coming to an end. It's very fascinating. Know. Yeah. So there you go. That's the crazy. more you know. G.I. Joe. <laughs> okay, real quick. I got a listener story for you. This person specifically requested to remain anonymous. They say, long story short, back in 2009, my wife, now ex, and I were having marriage issues. I was quite depressed over it all. One evening, I was leaving my office, last one there on a Friday night, got in my car, sat for a moment, when around the corner of the building came a man. Had never seen him before. A black man with gray hair, maybe 70-ish years old, dressed in a dark suit with pinstripes, a tie, and a dress hat. He approached my car and softly asked, How are you today? I said, Okay. He handed me a a small pamphlet about coping with depression and said, Have a nice day. As he turned to walk away, I looked at the pamphlet, laid it on the seat next to me, started the car, and proceeded around the corner toward the parking lot exit. Much to my surprise, as I rounded the corner, there was no man. No anything. My office is in a wide open space, so for the life of me, I can't understand where he could have gone. I was given hope by a disappearing stranger. You are the only person I have ever told this story to. I did ask if by any chance he still had the pamphlet because I was covered in goosebumps after reading this. He said he did hold on to it for a little bit and then it just it got ruined. So, wow. Yep. That, um, listen, I know we've had a good laugh this episode, but uh, believe, believe what you will uh, in terms of supernatural, paranormal, faith, 
so be it the easiest term to be used in a scenario like that is guardian angel yes um depression is a very real thing and that was uh that was genuinely something someone some being power whatever you believe in looking out for you and saying i got you uh keep pushing forward and and that's that and that's how how it should be read into and and uh yeah and i'm glad he paid attention and he looked at the pamphlet and he let that sink in and i'm so glad you were here today to tell us that story guys keep it weird i'm kitsy duncan weird is the new cool i'm nick floyd ghost on there you have it oddity files is part of the just what i needed network we hope we're just what you needed The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller.